Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my very own NLP Practitioner Course. I've been teaching neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP, for nearly 15 years. It is the most powerful tool for communication on the planet, and it can be yours today. For a very limited time, I'm giving away my entire NLP course workbook for free. Go to nlpwithmatt.com. All the patterns, all the tools, and the techniques of NLP in the complete course workbook, the same one that we use to teach our live certification classes, yours free. NLPwithmatt.com. Get it today. Let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. Listen, I hope that you're out there having uh, a good time, as good of a time as possible right now. I hope you're staying safe. I hope that uh, most importantly, well, most importantly, you're staying safe, but second most importantly, I hope that you're still focused on growing, learning, taking care of your business, doing all the things that we need to do right now, coming together and being stronger as ever. As usual, of course, I'm still right at this. We are not stopping this Driven Entrepreneur Show for anything. And this week, um, I have a really, really special guest who's someone who's become a very dear friend of mine. You're going to love, love, love uh, my guest this week. She's been referred to as the chiropractor to the stars. Um, she's treated numerous celebrities as a professional chiropractor like Lisa Nichols, Marie Osmond, and even the New York City Rockettes. She's also been a paid expert on Judge Judy, and she's been featured all over the media on Fox Charleston, ABC Morning Shows, uh, Morning Blend in Tucson, Tampa, ABC, CW. She's also a permanent co-host on Voice America's Transformation for Success, The Total Woman Show. She's had a variety of different magazine covers, keynoted women's groups all across the board. She's also a chapter president for the International Association of Women and uh, doing fundraisers for Save a Child Foundation and Child Rescue. She has, well, we're going to talk about so much more, but my favorite part about Dr. Carol Soloway is as a former English teacher, she's also currently a practicing chiropractor, a qualified medical examiner, and she's published two best-selling novels for adults, and she's releasing her third book, a children's book called The Surprise Circus, coming out uh, this week, and she's co-written that with her six-year-old granddaughter. Dr. Carol, welcome to the show. How are you? I am great. How are you? You know, just uh, cranking along again, like I said, as best we can. I'm excited to get in with you because you have been doing, well, first off, normally you do these RV tours. So before we get too deep into the rest of the story, can you tell us a little bit about what your last RV tour was like? Why did you do it? Um, how did you drag your husband along? And tell me about when you released that last book, because I think that RV tour idea was so fun. Well, actually, I didn't drag him along. He dragged me. He was a driver. Uh, <laughs> we we came up with this idea uh, actually four years ago with my first book that wouldn't it be great to, well, to speak at different chapters of eWomen, which is an organization that has 500,000 and IAW, which has a million women. And so I started connecting chapter presidents, TV stations, 
and I did get booked the the first tour, which was four years ago. And then we did another tour two years ago and decided, you know what? I have another book, a children's book. Let's go for it. And it took me six months to plan the trip to get all my speaking engagements. And I booked every single thing to the letter. And we were going to take, well, we took off in February and the rest is history. And that's February of this year. So you were yes, planning February. how long? A four-month RV tour? Yep, February 14th. And I do need to come back to keep my regular job as a qualified medical examiner. So we factored that in. I come back one week every six weeks. And we had every single day planned in the RV trip from February 14th to July 1st. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, with what's been happening in the world, after a few weeks, that gets cut short. And that, I mean devastating to say the least. And I, I realize there's so much more going on, but um, how, how, how have you pivoted coming home and decided, okay, I guess we're not doing this book tour. I guess we're not doing everything that we have planned in the speaking. How are you and what is kind of the current plan and the, the current, I don't know, the, the feeling around the home right now? Oh, the feeling around the home is, is fabulous because we had four months of supplies in our RV in preparation for the trip. So as far as what I'm, I, I went ahead, I've already keynoted via, uh, via, via um, Skype or whatever, Zoom. Sure. And it went beautifully, you know, in, in Miami already and I, we've been mostly keeping up with a lot of the keynoting via Zoom, and the where I'm spending all of my efforts really reaching out to people, telling them the book will be out April seventh, and you know in this horrible time of oh actually the forward that Les Brown wrote was amazing. He wrote it of course, several months ago. And one of the lines is, don't think about what you can't do or don't tell your children what they can't do. Think about what they can do. And I mean, that is so true for now. That, that's absolutely beautiful. And, and I love that, you know, this, so I want to talk about this book too. Um, but first, your career is a very interesting career. So you've been, of course, kind of gaining the fame, so to speak, or the, um, and the credibility and really built a business around chiropractic. How old were you when you got into chiropractic and what drew you to that as a career initially? Oh, wow. You won't believe this story. Okay. I, can't wait I, was, <laughs> I was an English teacher for years and then um, we went off to Mexico. My former husband became a medical doctor and I decided I wanted to do something. So I applied to NYU and Columbia for physical therapy. I got into Columbia and I was interviewed at NYU and the woman sat across from me and said to me, I won't accept you. And by the way, NYU is my alma mater. I won't accept you because you have three children at home and you can't be serious. No. 
When yes. was this? The 1800s? Close. <laughs> what it is going was, on? I, is that amazing? And wow. I know that's unbelievable. It was 1980, actually, and 79. And so there was a chiropractic school down the street. And I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I just, I couldn't go to Columbia, you know, three subways and leave my children. But I could have done NYU because that was only one subway and or the railroad. And I decided, okay, I'll find out about this chiropractic thing. I can do physical therapy. I can, you know, get people to feel better, move. And that's how I became a chiropractor. And and you obviously soared and excelled in chiropractic. And that's fun to see, you know, talk about a second wind. And um, I, I really love some of the stories that come out in the show is about these entrepreneurs. And I would certainly consider you an entrepreneur um, going from English teacher to chiropractor. And then the idea from going from chiropractor to medical examiner, we've talked about this a little bit just privately, uh, you know, in conversations we've had. Was this something that kind of came to you and someone said, hey, could you help us with this or help us with that? Or is that something that you really seeked to, I want to, I want to get this third chapter in my life. Tell me about the adding the medical examiner aspect in your career. Well, well, first, before that, building my chiropractic practice, I had nothing in my name. Well, that's not true. I had a $10,000 student loan. That was all mine. Hey, that's something. (laughs) Yeah, that's something. And I built the practice from nothing. So I became a business person for, and I, I'd never been in business before. And I built it by like sleeping in the office and going to network groups morning, noon, and night. And so that was a career in the interim. And then I got into, uh, I started, you know, we had to take relicensing classes every year. And I really liked the medical legal aspect. So I went back to school and became a qualified medical examiner, which is a designation by the state of California and other states, of course. But And I started examining the patients in addition to my practice, by the way. So you're still running a successful chiropractic practice. And what kinds of patients are you seeing for medical examiner? And the follow-up question to that, I guess, is, is this your own kind of secondary practice as a consultant, or were you under the employ of a company or a government that was doing this? Well, the state of California sends out the panels um, when when people, when attorneys or, or people apply to be rated after they've had an industrial injury. So the state sends it out, but I work through various companies my my son decided to go to Brandeis and I my practice wasn't going to support that so I took another job for a company as a qualified medical examiner so that's how I started it was to uh, support Brandeis (laughs) or or my son going to Brandeis so I and I built it up and became known and um the rest is history. The rest is history. So now you're you're running both shows, so to speak. And is this where, t- I want to ask a little bit about uh, the Judge Judy thing. I think this, I've never met someone who's been part of <laughs> part of Judge Judy. 
Um, did they reach out to you? Was that something you were wanting to get some publicity for what you were doing? How did that fall into place? And what was that like? Did you go on set or did you get to meet Judy? How, you know, tell me anything you can, any stories about kind of that little trip? Oh, sure. I, as a qualified medical examiner, I spoke to, I was a keynote, well, one of the speakers for relicensing classes. I was asked to be a speaker and someone who heard me speak said, um, a friend of mine, you know, is a, one of the producers on Judge Judy and she's looking for an expert to come on. Will you do it? And I said, sure. I mean, that was how I didn't send out anything. And they they sent me the the chart of the patient that the, that there was a dispute between the patient and the chiropractor. And they asked me if I would be an expert. And I said, sure. And they do, by the way, they do pay very minimally, but they pay $500 to be an expert. So I did, I did do that. I read everything and I asked for the x-rays and they told me, oh, we'll give it to you when you appear or something like that. And they never gave me them. And when I got on the show and yes, I did get on the show and I, it was televised obviously in their studio. And of course, it, someone yelled at me and said, don't you know you're not supposed to wear a white shirt? Well, no, I, I don't know. Nobody gave me any information. So don't wear white shirts when you're on TV. And don't wear so, white shirts. It does. It washes you out. But no one teaches that, you that. No, I didn't know. I was, I was doing, I was spending all my time researching the state law for prepaid which was the issue was the prepaid, the someone had prepaid the chiropractor and then wanted her money back. So you were too busy yeah. actually doing your job. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Okay, and so I you said, get on there and they yell at you, then what happens? And no, 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 they didn't. That, that was in the studio. And I didn't have any other clothes, so it was too bad. And then, <laughs> then Judge Judy actually yelled at me on the set and said, how could you be an expert if you didn't look at the x-rays? Okay. They didn't give me the x-rays is what I'm saying. Oh. Is that cool? How amazing is that? Wow. That's fun. And did you get to meet Judy? Oh, well, I was there. She was questioning me. And how, how like... So on camera, off camera, just last question on this, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she the same Judge Judy on camera, off camera? Is she kind of, you know, that uh, that hardened attitude or was she like, you know, camera switches off and she's messing around or what was the personality like? What was your interaction? Oh, you don't have any interaction with her. None, okay. Zero. But she was questioning you. Uh, I mean, off stage. Gotcha. Off stage, okay. you have no interaction. Uh, they don't even, you don't, you're not even in makeup. I mean, you're, you're nothing, you, you know, in, in the show. Um, but on stage, your question. I see. Okay. That makes sense. Well, that, that's a fun times. I mean, you know, just to, the, the thought of what, you know, things you can do when, when you, when you decide to be an expert in your field and when you stand out as an icon in your field and you've done that in chiropractic, you've done that in medical examining and now the most shocking turn of events, but not really if we know you used to be an English teacher is now standing out as an icon, as an author. 
Um, you have written two books and your third one's coming out, The Surprise Circus, your first kid's book, which is really exciting. Um, but first I want to ask you about uh, your last book. Well, you had Sex Happens and then you had Gracie's Gone, <laughs> which I can't wait to talk about Gracie's Gone because I think um, there's a very, very charming officer of the law that is featured in Gracie's Gone that you can find out about. <laughs> named, I think it was named after someone I know. Is that fair to say? Uh, it's very fair, yeah, and with piercing blue eyes. <laughs> there, this is, so Carol and I are good friends, and uh, so she's looking for characters, and out of the blue, she says, well, did you ask me, or did you just say, hey, check it out, because I was happy either way. I don't remember how it went down, but how, you know, you put some... some oh, I friends asked. And pe- I, yeah, you, I asked everybody. <laughs> you put some people into, the, uh, uh, into your book. So there's an Officer Browning with piercing blue eyes in uh, Gracie's Gone. Tell me just briefly about Sex Happens book. Tell me about Gracie's Gone. How are they the same? How are they different? And kind of why did you want to write each one of those before we get to the newest one? Sure. Sex Happens is about a woman who loses custody of her children. And in the book, she reclaims herself after she has lost everything. Husband, I mean, losing custody of children, of children is just, and it wasn't, she's portrayed as an unfit mother, but that's not the truth. It's sort of like, if you know the word gaslighting, where someone else changes events. Sure. And she she is made to look even weaker than she is. And through her group, her book club, really, her, her close friends and, and her own strength, she does finally emerge. And I mean, there's, um, you know, her former husband hires somebody to um, to discredit her, you know, when she has this really amazing sexual relationship with him. What do I say? It's it's portrays my life because I did lose custody of my children, but the sex scenes are really great. So it's autobiographical. It's not autobiographical. <laughs> but no, that's not true. Though my husband's in the other room. He's amazing. <laughs> but current. But. Um, <laughs> So it's based but loosely on your life. Loosely on my life. Uh, and uh, the, ama- uh, the amazing thing, well, I when I keynoted, women have come up to me and told me, you know, this story gave them hope and uh, just amazing things that have come of that. Uh, I mean, it's it's really been been fabulous to see. But what I want to say is after I wrote it and this gives me goose pimples to today. After I wrote it, a man came into my my chiropractic office. He looked exactly like the main character. I had the same name. I changed the name from Dr. Rosen to Dr. Rose and did exactly what the main character did, even trying to hire a hit person to take me out of my car and drop me off in Compton with no purse, no money, and nothing for $5,000 because he didn't want to pay my, for my practice after he bought it. Oh my gosh. So this is, he did insurance fraud, which was in my book. And he um, was maybe cocaine. I'm not going to say, but yes, 
Now coming back, so this is all from Sex Happens. It was exactly what was in my book. Um, But he didn't marry someone. He left his wife, didn't marry Linda. He married Eliza. And it was exactly in my book. Wow. So as a, if you're interested in that, it's, uh, so it's, so I don't know how you'd classify that. I mean, it's a novel. It's not exactly certainly a graphic novel or a romantic novel. It's, uh, it's almost not a biography, but not completely. It's a very fascinating story. And I really like the perspective of how you, you put that out. So check out sex happens and then Gracie's gone. What was the, the impetus for you? The, that initial motivation of, you know what, I want to write a second book. And this is a little more of a thriller kind of book, would you say? Well, Gracie is, uh, Gracie was this, okay, I had all these characters and I didn't know what to do with them. So I decided, okay, I'll put them in another book. And Gracie was the flower girl from the first, from Sex Happens. Wow. At the end, at the end of Sex Happens, the there's a, a wedding and and Gracie happens to be the flower girl at that wedding so fast forward um Alex my main character who's not me but she happens to be a chiropractor because what else was I going to have her do in the day and she um she marries and Gracie is her stepdaughter and Every parent's worst nightmare. You know, okay, you're in the mall and suddenly you can't find your child. You know that feeling. Oh, I, I've had it for a few seconds here and there and it is the worst. It is crazy. Well, that's what happens. And then, you know, you find out who took her, what happened. And I didn't want anything horrible to happen to her though. That was my my absolute, you know, stake in the ground, nothing was going to happen to her, no matter what it was going to do for the story. Hey, I, I, as a parent, I do appreciate that because I like some thriller, but I also, you know, life isn't always a happy ending, but I certainly like my stories to, uh, Mm. victory in the end. So I appreciate you kind of spoiler alert on that, but that's Gracie's gone. And along the way, you have lots of colorful characters, of course, like Officer Brawny and some other ones. Mm-hmm. Our friend Craig Deswalt's in it as well, isn't he? Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Another officer. <laughs> oh, it was Officer Deswalt. That's right. Yeah. So, hey, shout right. out to Craig. If you're listening, buddy, shout out to Craig Deswalt and his Rock Your Life uh, events and, and masterminds. Really, really good dude. And that's, of course, how we, we met and connected in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. On a long car ride home from L.A. On a long, that's right. Yeah, we we went and we went together and did a TV show with uh, Dean Kane, formerly Superman, and Lois and Clark. And we sat in the car all the way up and all the way back. And just I don't know. At, at that moment, Carol, I was like, "You're the one for me. I love this woman so much. You're you're just amazing. I knew you'd be a dear friend for a long time." Um, when you get into the next book, you did you have any downtime, or did you go all right? For now, I'm an author, so I'm going book to book to book. Downtime, or jump right in. Which book are you talking about? The Going from Gracie's Gone to the Surprise Circus, your newest book. Oh, that that just came organically. I mean, no, I had no thought of being a children's writer. And, and it just, uh, I was sitting in the backyard with one of my grandchildren, my granddaughter, uh, who was five at the time, actually. And we started talking about 
books and the circus and it just organically grew into this what would happen if the if the circus didn't come to your town and then the ringmaster started sending you packages like one week there's the strong man what would he do and her imagination went he well he would lift all the furniture even when we're on it and what if the next week he sent you the circus ringmaster sent you a juggler what would he do well, of course he would throw the baby sister up in the air and you know what the magician's going to do yep. make that sister disappear <laughs> but and and i really but but i started after that i started analyzing and like dr seuss why he was so popular by the way, he wasn't a real doctor like I am. That was an honorary degree. Did you know that? I did not and know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm going as Dr. Carol. And because that's real. And so anyway, he his books have a moral. Like no one is youer than you. So I decided, gosh, I want I want to write a children's book, not just a fun story about the circus. But one that will make children learn something or feel. And, and I added, you know, she, she decided, Aria, who's the main character, is a little nervous about, she's got all these people in her backyard, you know, the juggler, the clowns who are hunking horns and in in waking her sister up. And she wants to be the ringmaster but she doesn't know if she can do it. And I had her friend who, oh, I don't know if you know this. Her friend is Les Brown's grandson. Oh, okay. Honor, who I know, who's adorable. And he starts telling her, because I needed, you know, somebody to tell her something. You know, what are you good at? And she, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read it to you. What, what can you do? And, and she thought about what she was great at. Because, you know, Les Brown says you have to find your greatness, right? Of course. And she knows her bus driver told her she was the best bus buddy. And her teacher told her she was smart. And her best friend, Sarah, told her she was a great friend. And her daddy told her she was beautiful. And her mommy told her she was the light of her life. And Aria knew she was the best big sister in the world. So we have to find what it is that we're great at. And, you know, that's what I wanted children to recognize. There's something that you are great at. That's so beautiful now. And I believe that thoroughly, Dr. Carroll, every child has something they're great at, sometimes more things less things than someone else. It doesn't matter, but we all have unique gifts that have been put inside us and that we have. And I really love that positive message. So the book is called The Surprise Circus. It's available for pre-order now on Amazon. And we'll have a link in the show notes if you're listening to this on demand, of course. And the book goes live as April 7th. Is that right? That's right. And, and I just want to say in another one of the messages which is Les Brown, who's, who wrote the forward, but he's in the book too. 
and he he tells you know he tells people you got you got to be hungry right you got to be hungry you got to be hungry and the little girl aria says says well we can sell popcorn and people will buy it and and the little friend honor says that's not what hungry means oh hungry hungry means when you really really want something you have to be willing to work as hard as possible in order to get it very and that's good. the message and the that's beautiful carol that's beautiful um as we as we wind down here last couple questions um what was it like to write with a six-year-old co-author because I think that's a very interesting experience. Um, and would you consider yourself the co-author or the six-year-old the co-author? Uh, I would consider us equal co-authors because it was her imagination and my kind of messaging. So, it well, not my messaging, but taking a fabulous message to the world. And then, I don't know if you even know this, we have a 15-year-old who illustrated it. I do know that. Yes. And the, now the six-year-old is your granddaughter and the 15-year-old is the daughter of one of your International Association of Women chapter members, correct? Correct. Uh, So what was the experience like uh, (laughs) writing with a six-year-old? How how do you do that? Did you guys sit down together one-on-one? Did you get on the phone? Uh, Did, you know, did she start sketching out ideas? Did you interview her and then write some things down and say, hey, honey, what do you think about this? Tell me a little bit about that. What was that experience like actually collaborating and writing a real book with a six-year-old kid? It was magical. That's the word. We were sitting in the backyard and we just started fooling around with it. And within an hour, we came up with the whole story. Oh my gosh. And, and, then who, and then who wrote it down? How did that happen? Oh, well, she, we, what does my son say? This is going to be the first illiterate person to write a book. Um, she, she doesn't well, know how to write. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. She, well, she was five then. So, oh, okay. so it was last summer that we started this and uh, I wrote it and then sent it to her father to proof it who who really did a beautiful job and added some some clever things and then I started telling the the illustrator about it and she drew exactly what was in my mind wow it was amazing we did not do we did not do more than one or two pictures corrected everything came out perfect and I'll Perfectly. tell you what, you know, go check this out. It's it's on Amazon right now in pre-order, or if you're hearing this after April 7th, of course, it's available live. But the book is really beautiful. It's the Prize Circus, um, written by, uh, I don't know how, how, to, how to say, yeah, written by a, a three-time author, medical examiner, uh, always reinventing herself, amazing, amazing woman, plus her six-year-old granddaughter and a 15-year-old entrepreneur daughter as the illustrator. It's an incredible book. It's an incredible story. It really is uplifting. The forward is by Les Brown himself. Les is in the book. You can't you know, miss that. And the pictures are gorgeous. The illustrations are amazing. So I really encourage you to check this out and uh, order the book now. Um, I think you have special launch pricing. I don't know how long that's going to stay in. Can they get that right directly on Amazon? Yes, it's it's 99 cents for the Kindle right right now. Oh my and gosh. It, it already it already became a number one new release and it isn't even out yet. 
<laughs> uh, uh, that's the power of a good story mixed with a great because your your book has a great story and a great backstory um carol is uh as i let you go here um we know where to obviously get that um how if you want to connect with you outside of just getting the surprise circus uh as it comes out what's the best way to stay connected with you uh, either through facebook um and i do believe you have that link too and i'm on facebook carol soloway and also my um, my Gmail would be great. I would I would love to hear comments or and it's Doctor Carol Dr rather Carol Soloway dot com. Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor Carol Soloway at Gmail. Thank you. Yeah, I do have a website. <laughs> Dr Doctor Carol Soloway at Gmail dot com. Hey, that's cool. I don't I haven't had a guest or an expert uh, or an author say just email me. Let me know what you think. But do email. Oh, yeah. Know what you think about the book and go check out the surprise circus right now dr carol thank you so much for your time it's always a pleasure and let's do it again soon you got it thank you so much take care matt all right guys that's the show for this week thanks for uh, listening in and i hope you enjoyed my time with dr carol soloway what an absolute gem and make sure you check out her new book the surprise circus co-written with her six-year-old granddaughter and illustrated by a 15 year old daughter of an entrepreneur. Um, what a cool story. So it's a great story and a great backstory. Until next time, stay driven. I think that is our new catchphrase. Let's do it. Stay driven get out there and crush it. Or I guess stay in for the foreseeable time, but crush it from home. I'll see you next week.